I've just about had enough of you. I think you'll be able to respect a husband who's probably pulled the scientific boner of all time. In my case, sir, the question is totally without meaning. Irony, one of the funniest forms of humor. I have made a woman. The tinsmith forgot to give me a heart. Think all is never wrong. Never wrong. Hello. And welcome to 50 Years of Shit Robots with Matt Brown. Hello! And Stephen Murray. Hello! Good! <laughs> I feel those hellos have set us up yeah. perfectly, haven't they? Chirpy! So, this in this podcast series, we basically look at robots in film and television shows, ideally between the years 1927 and 1977, which is a period of 50 years bookended by two beautiful robots, False Maria, Machina Mensch in Metropolis, and then the robot that was based on her, C-3PO in Star Wars. I was thinking about that when I was walking around from the shops just now, mm. and uh, C-3PO is the first character to appear on screen in Star Wars. I guess he is, isn't he? Is it the same time, exactly the same time as R2-D2? Yeah, we've just we've just done the, the you know the worst thing you can do on a podcast. And we've both been imitating the movement. C3. Which one were you? Were you C three PO? I think I was R two D. I think it was R two D. Yeah, yeah. You have to make me the gay robot, don't you? I was going to say, in in this podcast, I feel like I'm the R two D two to your C three PO. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So sometimes on this podcast, we step outside of that 50-year time period. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing today. But before we look at the thing we're looking at, I've got some news um, pertaining to stuff we've chatted about on this show already. And I don't know whether the, this will be received <laughs> in a positive way or not. So I'm just going to throw it out there and see what happens. So you know that um, the BBC have created the Hooniverse. Yeah. Uh, this is where they've they basically now uploaded all of all of the Doctor Whos that they've got that haven't been wiped <laughs> that you can now watch on, on iPlayer. And they've been doing some other special little bits and pieces as well. I think there's some, some of the lost episodes they've tried to animate, I think, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they have. And they've been on the radio as well. So they are also going to update some episodes and it has been announced that there is going to be an updated version of the seven episode cycle where the Daleks first appear so they were originally called the dead planet I think weren't they yes or yeah. the Daleks or the Daleks yeah. yeah yeah and they were first first shown in 1964 is that right or 1963 but if you want to listen, we've already discussed the original um, episodes and you can go and have a listen to that podcast by um, going back and listening to episode 44, Doctor Who, The Dead Planet. Now, th those episodes were then in 1966 turned into a film, which we've looked at, which uh, is episode 55. It's called Doctor Who and the Daleks. And both those episodes featured our special Doctor Who nerd, Nick Crosby. Well, 
it's been announced that they're going to get so that for a third time, essentially, these episodes are going to be sort of remade, retooled visually. And let me just, I'll just read out what, what's been said because <laughs> it feels like we're going to have to, we're going oh, to have no. to watch it, aren't we? We have oh, to. Wow. So this is, this is from the mouth of Phil Collinson, who's the executive producer, who says, it's been my absolute pleasure to spend the past 12 months working with such a talented team to breathe new life into this classic adventure. And he's referring to the, the seven episodes, Dead Planet. Still quoting from Phil, it's a story that is literally the foundation stone of all that Doctor Who has become. The original is a masterpiece of 1960s television drama, and this new version stands on the shoulders of the pioneering spirit of the 19, of 1960s Doctor Who. I hope Phil never listens. To I was going to say, he's not a listener to our <laughs> podcast, is he? Okay, so we are saying then, I mean, this is, I'm surprised that these words are even coming out of my mouth. We're saying that the Daleks in this in this ep- these episodes are shit robots. I never thought this this episode would turn into a. Our conclusion is that, is that all of Doctor Who is a bit shit. <laughs> you would have swayed him, wouldn't you? Because you were vociferous. <laughs> I would have totally brought him round. <laughs> So what would have gonna... cancelled this, wouldn't he? He would have, he would have cancelled the retooling. <laughs> so it says the original series consisted of seven 25-minute episodes, and it's now been edited into one 75-minute special. Which with... is called the film. Yeah, that's exactly what happened for Doctor Who and the Daleks, the 66 film. Uh, it says, with the visual style being given a, quote, cosmic makeover, in addition to a brand new musical score, See, so I think that sounds very much like the 1966 film, doesn't it? Unless when he says a brand new musical score, are there going to be songs in it? <laughs> I can only hope. <laughs> now, one of the certainly th- one of my criticisms of those those that original series was that it was so long. So I'm very down with this 75 minute special. Wow, I'm intrigued, but I'm intrigued. I'm, as well. I think we're I think we're all early Dalek doubt. Even though we are going to be doing yet another episode <laughs> on Daleks and Vir the Earth 2087. Yeah. So, I mean, it feels like it's an opportunity for us to, to get the band back together, get, dust old, dust Nick Crosby off again, <laughs> wheel him, him into the studio. Get him out of his hobbit hole. <laughs> and we'll look at that. And it goes, so it says that uh, this new updated version is available to watch on BBC4 and stream on on the BBC iPlayer from November the 23rd of this year. Well, I've just checked the date and it was the 21st of December 1963 that the Dead Planet aired. Okay. Well, it's the 60th birthday, isn't it? That's yeah. why they're doing all of this. Well, let's hope they wipe it straight after. <laughs> <laughs> I've also, by the way, we're going to be looking at another Doctor Who film soon with a special guest and i found out something about the daleks that i don't think you know what i know i'm really excited to reveal it i think that our special guest will know about it yeah he will but i think that you won't because it's it pertains to something that i asked you when we last looked at the daleks and you didn't know the answer i was watching so i was watching a a doctor who episode off my own (laughs) 
<laughs> my own volition. <laughs> and it was, I was thinking to myself, God, how low I've sunk because of this podcast that now I will watch episodes of Doctor Who without being asked to. And I and I found something out. So I'm going to I'm going to tease you with that and leave that until we we actually cover the next Doctor what? Who. What? You're just going to leave it hanging there. Leave it hanging. You've leave knocked it, it out hanging. and you you've waggled it in my face and now you're just going to leave it. Leaving it there, yeah. Be something to look forward to, won't it? So let's chat about what we're here to chat about. And it is an episode that is outside our 50-year remit. Um, And it's an episode of Friends, the TV series. I've been wanting to to look at this episode for a while, but it felt like the sort of the, the untimely and sad passing of Matthew Perry a couple of weeks ago, sort of gave us an opportunity to maybe look at this. So that's why we're looking at it. Because in Friends, Joey gets a part in a TV show and plays alongside a robot. And it sort of features in a couple of episodes, doesn't it? And so we're looking at we're looking at those episodes, but we're looking at the at the robot in those episodes. So the first episode is called The One with Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese is the TV show that that Joey gets a part in. And uh, he is auditioning for the role of Mac. Machiavellia. Uh, <laughs> Machiavellia, yeah. And Cheese is the robot. So already there's like a really nice little um, throwback to some things that we've often laughed about in, in some of the films we've watched, which is like the, the ludicrous acronyms that people keep giving robots i'm a detective and i solve crimes with the help of my robot partner he's a he's a computerized humanoid electronically enhanced secret enforcer or or cheese so mac and cheese that's the title yeah you know they really lucked out that the initials spell cheese that is lucky and so the, the episode called The One with Mac and Cheese essentially is a clips show, isn't it? Yeah, and everybody hates a clip show. Yeah. One of the most famous ones is in Star Trek and everybody loathes it because it is a really clumsy episode. But it has a history, clip shows. They come from um, serializations, which we looked at, um, lots of serializations, and they would do a, a recap at the beginning. But then every now and again, they weren't really, um, they didn't really trust the, the viewer and they would do an entire episode that was a recap of the previous half of the uh, of the series and so the clip show was born but the modern versions of clip shows is they have a storyline the storyline in this is that uh joey misses his um misses his audition for mac and cheese and so there's the whole the whole episode is about forgiving people and all the bad things they've done to each other and there's little things, aren't there? Like Joey says, he sort of questions his ability to act at one point, and then there's a flashback to him demonstrating smell the fart acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect that scene. <clears throat> it's great, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's like you got so many lines to learn so fast that sometimes you need a minute to remember your next one. So while you're thinking of it, you take this big pause where you look all intense, you know, like this. Yeah, I can remember watching some Simpsons episodes and being the sort of Simpsons nerd that I am, I'd listen along to the commentary 
And they used to say that the clip shows, they, they would basically, the, the network would say to them, right, we want 24 episodes. Yeah. And they would usually include clip shows because they were cheap. Fill in. Yeah, they were sort of filler filler episodes. And it does, it feels like that's that's what this yeah. is, isn't it? Well, there's nothing to it, is it? It's so flimsy. Well, Mac and Cheese, the one about Mac and Cheese is the second, voted the second worst Friends episode. Really? <laughs> yeah. Season six, episode 20. Okay. Did you watch Friends when it was on originally? Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Did you? I really did enjoy it. I found... I thought it was, for me, there's three of the characters who were just supremely irritating and two of the characters that I love. And I, and I think I think the whole thing balances out really well, no matter who you are. Yeah. I think if you do like, uh, you know, Monica and her brother, Ross, uh, who are incredibly irritating. Yeah. You, you know, if you love them, then you're going to, you're probably going to find Phoebe a, a bit nuts and mad and irritating, but. No, I think it's a, an amazing show with amazing characters that bounce and play off each other and you never not believe that they're not friends. I was quite sniffy of it at the time, oh. I remember. I think because I was probably in my early 20s and it, I just didn't think it, it wasn't a very cool show. It felt like it was, it was people who were older than me who liked it, who were sort of, sort of in their mid-30s probably at the time. And also, I think probably it it has a had an audience of younger viewers as well. I guess so. If you were in your sort of like early teens, maybe in the nineties, you probably sort of liked it. So I feel like I probably was the wrong age for it at the time. Subsequently, my my teenage son um, absolutely sort of from the age of about ten found it and absolutely loves it and has watched it a million times. And so I've sort of like dipped in and out. And I found it found bits of it very very funny. I mean, there's definitely like that smell the fart acting scene was is very very brilliantly observed. I think Chelsea, who we both know, my accidental daughter, I'm a gay dad. She goes to sleep to it every night. Yeah, she she puts it on. It's her comfort blanket. Yeah, I think it probably is that for a lot of people. I yeah. hope she's not listening to this because I'm about to tear that blanket to shreds. Oh wow! Do I, it. <laughs> no, I just thought so. So this episode, uh, I, this episode, I found really unsatisfying because it's, oh, it's a, but, terrible. But because it's Eclipse episode, you know, yeah. that's fair enough. So the next episode in the se- series is is another one with with mac and cheese in, and well, it's, it's it's actually the one where he appears because he doesn't appear right. in the first episode. Yeah, so we don't see him until this second episode, and that is called the one where Ross meets Elizabeth's dad. So the A story of this, the sort of main story in this episode is the fact that Ross has started dating one of his students who's younger than, significantly younger than him. And they are, he gets introduced to Elizabeth's father for the first time, who is played by Bruce Willis in this episode. And so that's the sort of main story. And then the sort of storyline running alongside that is Joey starting work on Mac and Cheese because he's got the job, meeting the robot. And, and sort of problems arising from that. Meeting the robot's maker doesn't yeah. like him at all. No. And the thing I thought about this episode, I mean, there are lots of things I thought about this episode, but the th- one of the things I thought is that it just isn't very funny. It's just bullying all the way through. Yeah. I mean... It's, un- th- it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable, isn't it? I'm really yeah. glad you said that because I think that there's a lot of t- talk, lots of chatter about Friends and about how it hasn't aged very well. 
And I think this episode should be like exhibit A in that argument because, <laughs> because it's, <gasps> it's, 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 everything is toxic about it, I think. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm sort of talking mainly about obviously the, the sort of this, f- this main storyline about uh, Ross and Elizabeth and then Elizabeth's dad. So Elizabeth is Ross's student. Yeah. I mean, that's, ba- that's bad, isn't it? But it's, ba- it's bad form to date a student. It's, it's not looked on favorably. No. It's not discouraged. You can't go to any award boards where you are having a relationship with a student in that year. What does that, I don't know what that means. Sorry. What oh, does that the award board is at the end of the year when they've done all their exams and they're, they're, all of the uh, results are in. Yeah. We, we sit in a big room and we go through all of the marks and, and say, yeah, that's okay. That mark's fine. Yada, yada, yada. They can progress. If you're having a relationship with a student, you cannot go into that award board. Okay. So you've got, you've, you've got too much. You, you can be, you know, influential. Yes. I, I, this is like such a personal question. <laughs> Go on. Have I ever have had, you a ever had a relationship with a, with a student? No. No. Never. And is that because you just have, I mean, w- potentially would you, or is it sort of like a line that, is, is, is there a reason other, that you haven't? It just never crosses my mind. No. Know? It's just nothing. It's not like, I mean, as a photographer as well, you know, sometimes I, I look at people through the eyes of a photographer and I used to be part of the fashion industry as well. So you can't help it if there's somebody who looks attractive. Yeah. But it's ne- there's nothing ever sexual at all. Yeah. Ever. Well, I, I know this makes me sound like a ludicrously sort of like self-righteous, but it does feel like there is a power structure to a student lecturer professor relationship and and that and that a relationship feels like it's an abuse of that no there's a power struggle and there's also they rely on us they depend on us to get them through university so there is this kind of uh relationship there that i suppose anybody could abuse yeah we've had members of staff that have even married the students okay yeah so it does happen absolutely absolutely and maybe my view on this is is again like i said very self-righteous very sort of like um old-fashioned but it that's what it feels like in this episode it feels like because essentially so she is 19 in this in this episode elizabeth yeah, is 19 Ross? i think he's he's supposed to be 12 years older than her so 31 i suppose the jokes fall flat concerning yeah. that age gap I just found out Elizabeth's dad wants to meet me. Wait a minute, hold the phone. You're not Elizabeth's dad? (laughs) It is so strange seeing Ross here this time of day, because usually, well, he's at the children's hospital. Yeah. (laughs) Not looking for dates. I mean, I felt slightly sad seeing Bruce Willis in this because, um, because of his sort of, again, what he's going through at the moment. It's quite interesting that he, um, the, it, it, there's an apocryphal story about how he wanted to be on uh, Friends. He, he knew Matthew Perry, didn't he? Did he? And they were friends. Right. And apparently they had a poker match and he lost. And the, the thing was, he was going to appear in the program. But that's apocryphal. He appeared in the program and he was paid, but he gave the money to an AIDS charity. So he did, did, did a nice thing with his money from this episode. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The bully episode. The bully episode. Yeah. He 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 has a very dim view of Ross in this episode. Yeah, but he um, he is he was born like Bruce Willis is. It's not. We don't know how old the character is he's playing. 
No, he does. He looks he, quite young in this, doesn't he? He does look quite young. So, so Bruce Willis was born in 1955. So he is he's 49. He's 50 years old in this. And okay. one of one of the things that happens in this episode is that he's very down on Ross for having a relationship with Elizabeth, but then he starts having a relationship with Rachel. So he's in his early 50s, late 40s, early 50s. Rachel is. <laughs> 30 <laughs> so he's the the age gap between him and rachel is bigger than the age gap between ross and elizabeth you are a prude aren't you <laughs> <laughs> it's just his double standards of on his part isn't it it's oh like, yeah the whole do you know episode what I mean? is just so everybody it seems like everybody is in a toxic relationship in yes. this in this episode um and it was just very so it made it quite a hard watch but, but anyway and um, there was, and, and we get, we're going to get to the robot. Yes, <laughs> feels like that's another bit of merch that we should have done, because there's so many episodes <laughs> yeah. where you say there is a robot in this. There is a robot in this. Honest. <laughs> so yeah, so the other storyline is Joey working on the the TV show Mac and Cheese. I really loved the joke where Joey arrives on set and. He says, oh, can I meet the robot? <laughs> he's introduced. He doesn't know he's introduced to the robot's maker, but he goes, he thinks that's the robot. And so goes and like touches his flesh. And he's like, God, it's so lifelike, isn't it? <laughs> I thought that was lovely. That is funny. And then he's introduced to Cheese and he's really disappointed because from our point of view, it sort of slightly resembles Terminator. Number five's alive. Number yes. five. And also Gog from oh, yeah. the film yeah, Gog. Because yeah. um, it's sort of like a, a skeleton, sort of like a, a robot skeleton on a, a tank track. Moves around I tried to track. find out who designed it and I just could not at all. I tried to find where it came from. It just seemed, I think it is literally a hybrid thing that was thrown together. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does look a bit like that, doesn't it? So, so Joey's really disappointed that cheese is rubbish and so insults the maker, whose name I can't remember what, what the net maker's name is. Wayne, isn't it? Wayne, that's it. Uh, so where's cheese? Cheese is right here. <laughs> this is the, like the temporary robot, right? No. Why? Well, I, I just I just thought it was going to be like a really cool robot, you know? Like the Terminator, or uh, when I first saw you. I spent two years developing this machine. It's absolutely state-of-the-art. I'm sorry. It just, I don't know, it doesn't really look like it can do anything. And, and the other thing about Cheese is that Wayne operates him via a sort of remote control. Yeah. So I thought there were some nice things about it because there's been so many episodes of this uh, podcast where we have bemoaned the look of a robot. Yeah. felt like, like we've been in Joey's position many, many, many times. And also like in lots of early serials that we looked at, the scientist who creates the robot always has a con control panel, doesn't yes. he? To, you know, Wayne's so, got one. And Wayne's got a control panel. So yeah, so Joey insults Cheese... And then sort of thinks he's going to be fired from the show. Um, but then it has a, a again, it's, it's the sort of like the, the toxicity of, <laughs> of the episode kind of like worms its way into this storyline as well, doesn't it? When Yeah, because Wayne's a, a lonely man who can't find a woman and Joey 
does the how are you doing yeah to this woman that passes who wayne's been in love with for years so yeah he gets joey to teach him how to talk to this woman yeah and then the sort of final scene is is the ending of an episode of mac and cheese where cheese is, has kind of you know solved a crime and mac is congratulating cheese and then cheese just goes kind of like completely out of control and then the camera pans to see Wayne sort of snogging this woman. So, what did you what do you think of the robot in this? I thought it was all right, actually. Yeah, it's, it's T one thousand meets yeah number five. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. Isn't and it? goggle exactly like you said. Yeah, yeah, it looked good. Cheese never makes a, a reappearance. No, does he? that's it. Yeah, that's 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 our that's our tenuous link. Yeah, that's our tenuous link. I'd just like to say that the, the format of Friends and uh, Big Bang Theory and all of them really all stem from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Okay. Three women, three men. So there's three three strong women, female characters and three strong male characters um, is, is, a very, is a very standard, solid sitcom uh, trope. And I, I absolutely loved the Mary Tyler Moore show when I was yeah. a kid. What did you think of watching this episode? I mean, you said you were a oh, big I've, fan. I felt the same as you yeah. did. I think it was it was a bit uncomfortable. There's an article um, that I shall link in the show notes, which is cu- which is called 20 Reasons Why Friends Has Aged Badly," Ooh. and Ross's relationship with Elizabeth is number twelve. Okay, on the list. Great. Okay, so that is. Friends, cheese. robot, cheese, <laughs> done and dusted. <laughs> um, so we hope you enjoyed it. Do let us know what you think of the show. We'd love to speak to you on social media. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram and on TikTok at 50YOSR. Until next time, until we meet again, until we don our a, ro- a robot examining pince how do these words get strung together in your head? <laughs> it's like, I think, I feel like we do metaphorically have robot examining Ponsonnet. Yeah, don't, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like a Ponsonnet. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, clean your Ponsonnet for next time. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. I think Goodbye. this is our equivalent of a clip show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hehehehe <laughs>